0: Hello, and welcome to Mad Mega Gaming. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this podcast. And today, I'm joined by my good friend, Chris, a.k.a. The Flare Bear. Today, we will be discussing trademarking of the word cyberpunk, the Gearbox G2A power struggle, and some details on the Xbox Scorpio. We'll have some guests on today's podcast, which is a first, and we'll also check in on VR in the daydream minute. But for now, let's get into Play of the Week.
1: How are you doing, Chris? Doing good, doing good.
0: All right, so, okay.
1: all right, Plays of the Week. So Plays of I, the Week. Play-ze. Plays. So, I played two games this week that I right. usually don't play. Uh, obviously, this might as not one of them, even though I did play that. But Corpse Party, um, you've heard of this, right, Matt? Corpse Party? Yes,
0: I believe I've watched video of it on YouTube.
1: Okay, yeah, so I downloaded the, uh, I don't remember if it was a PS1 Classic or a PSP game. But I, I think downloaded it's a PSP it game on my PS Vita, and I've been playing that. I I wouldn't say I'm about 90, 90 to ninety five percent done with the game, but yeah, it's I'm actually really enjoying it. It's a it's a good game. It's it's not like a it's a horror game for those who don't know, kind of like a two two D RPG looking visual novel slash horror game type game, and it's not really a jump scare type game. It's more like a movie. this is creepy this it's very unsettling. And a lot of a, a lot of gruesome snapshots, animated snapshots, like in an anime style. And uh, yeah, it's you just go around solving puzzles, filling the story, and there are good endings, bad endings throughout the game. So every decision you make does count.
0: Oh, how long would you say the game is?
1: see, so there are, I want to say five chapters of the game, and each each chapter took me about two hours. Okay. So it's a decent amount of gameplay. And obviously if you wanna skip through the cutscenes or dialogue, then you can do that as well. I um I was playing with Japanese voices with American or English uh subtitles slash text. So I kinda let it draw out. Um, actually listen to the full dialogue so that possibly adds maybe thirty minutes to each chapter. But yeah, it's it's a really interesting concept and it's uh the story is a lot better than I expected when I went into it. I thought it would just be like a, oh, you know, kids in a haunted school, watch out, but it's actually pretty complex. It's a nice uh, nice surprise there.
0: So, how many... Is, is there more than one game in the series? Like this one, I saw that.
1: Yeah, there's three.
0: Uh, the second one, I think,
1: was also on PSP, and the third one's on PS Vita. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. And it's, the third one's actually in 3D.
0: I don't know which one I watched. I- <clears throat> Because I think this game, I think I'm saying the same game that it was like a RPG maker game and they converted it to PSP after it gotten a lot of popularity. Am I wrong? Maybe.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what the history is on the game.
0: Because like Corpse Party, it's about like like a school that goes into a mixture, de- like a demonic dimension, right? Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
1: the basic premise, these kids stay after school uh, because they're one of the classmates leaving. They would do like a Going away and partying for her they decided to do this uh, kind of like a ritual this one girl found online which is supposed to keep friendships together and be friends for a long time in and so and something goes wrong and they get teleported to a old school that no longer exists that's created like in a kind of like a ghost dimension and in this school it was torn down because there were several murders and kidnappings that occurred in that school and people started going crazy, and there's all kinds of bad news around that, so. They went, they're now in that school, which sucks, and they cannot, like, all the doors and windows are not actually doors and windows, at least the ones that lead outside, they're just, like, fixtures that don't move, you can't break the windows, you're just completely trapped unless you find a way out some other, some other way.
0: Okay, yeah, I think I watched the, uh, someone play the, like, RPG Maker version, I just looked up and- it seems like this one is based off of that. In the very least, I don't know if it's the same people, but it took the concept of it, and it seemed like really interesting. I definitely will pick this up if I ever get a Vita.
1: Yeah, Vita. I'm actually really surprised at the Vita. It's really... you know, I haven't purchased a Vita game yet. I've just been playing <laughs> PS1 Classics, PSP Games too, and uh, I think that right there is worth its money.
0: Okay, yeah, so that's all I would use it for is, like, final fantasy i think six is on the vita or the psp or something like that and that's something that i would definitely want to yeah pick up because i never played final fantasy six i've always wanted to
1: oh i do need to play persona 4 though
0: Ooh, yeah mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff going on uh, i don't know if you wanted to talk about all the persona 5 stuff but um this is very interesting it's out <laughs> news for that yeah all right what else are you putting up to this week
1: i also picked up uh where i didn't necessarily pick up but the free games of the month for this month was Rise. So I played that. I Back when the Xbox launched, it kind of fell off my radar and I ended about halfway through the storyline. But I finally finished that and it's a, actually a great story. And the graphics and gameplay actually still hold up. It looks like if that came out today and it was released, I wouldn't question it. And i will say, oh yeah, that's a, that's a modern game. That's not four years old. And uh, AJ and I were playing the multiplayer, which we still have a lot of fun with. And AJ actually bought the Season Pass four years later. And we're going to be running that sometime soon.
0: You see, and that's why that's why doing free game stuff like this is good for the companies. Because look at that. he has got a Season Pass? Fire.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point, probably no one's going to go to GameStop and be like, oh, yeah, Rise, let me grab that. So having it free, I mean, doesn't hurt anybody.
0: I mean, shoot, I've been looking at it on PC for the last few years and just like, yeah, I don't feel like getting it. And then I finally just got it in a humble bundle of some sort. So, probably yep. one day. That's I heard that game, game scales really good to 4K. So, I wonder, oh, I, bet. I wonder if they would Scorpio that thing.
1: You would think. I mean, the game, there's a lot going on
0: in the game. So,
1: I'm sure since it's optimized for the Xbox, it, it can run pretty well, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I definitely need to pick it up at some point. I feel like I've become so far behind in games lately just because I've been trying to finish. I don't know. Are you done with yours? Yeah, I'm done. I've been busy with my play of the week, near Automata. It's like every time, anytime I'm not playing Smite, I'm trying to get through near. So I wanted to talk about near again this week because I just beat like the first ending. And oh my God, this game is amazing. And that, the last. Uh, a couple fights it was like a boss rush mode almost because it was like back to back to back it was just it was just so mad. so you play through ending a and then you actually get like a different story mode for ending b <laughs> and then there's a third story mode for ending c so i'm on ending b working on it and then hopefully i can get to ending c soon i think the second two endings are shorter and then once I beat those, like, main endings, and I'm going to start running my, the way down a list of, like, I guess, alternative endings, where, like, one of them's, like, murder everybody in the village, <laughs> and that's an ending, or dying in the tutorial is an ending, so. Huh. So you're in your
1: second playthrough right now?
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> yep. So I finished okay. the first one, which is Mega, and, yeah, it's just it's so Mega. That game is so good. I, I, I can't stop thinking about that game, man. Like, I don't yeah.
1: know. I need to pick it up again, because I've been, I've been really busy with work and all that, so also Japanese classes. Yeah. So I don't really have enough time oh. to just sit down and dedicate myself to Nier. That's why I've been playing the PS Vita, where I can just press the power button and it just suspends the game and can pick it up yeah, whenever I that's want. that's
0: true. So uh, I don't want to get too far into it, but I just kind of want to mention this, is that the second playthrough, the ending B, gameplay is like fundamentally different. I don't know how in oh, depth really? you want me to get into it. But it's been interesting, and it's been kind of a learning curve, because it's, comp- it's almost like a different game.
1: Uh, somewhat spoilers, so maybe not. All right, we'll get, we'll get it. All
0: right, and then my second play of the week, um, so I actually went to go visit my family last week, and they brought my Daydream headset. and This, I don't know, didn't really fit into my Daydream Minute idea, so I was like, oh, I'll plays of the week, since I didn't play any other games. <laughs> but um, I kind of was just so Daydream to my family, and man, they were... Everybody was, I was passing it around the table. My phone was fully charged. and it was like 20% of the time it got to Dang. me, which is actually really good because were, people were playing on it for a while. I could pass it around to like everybody. And even my grandpa, You know, I, I didn't show him a game. And I'll talk about the game later on. But um, I was showing him like a, a video of like a, di- a diver took a 360 video. So I can, he was sitting in the chair, and I put it on him. And like after like a minute or two of being really into it, he started like, I guess, reaching out to like touch the fish or whatever. <laughs> and he was sitting right next to like uh, the bar on my uncle's patio and knocked over all the drinks on the patio. And like everybody's like freaking out because <laughs> just all over the place. Everybody's drunk.
1: Awesome. So yeah. it, uh, has anyone in your family played or used to a our headset of any sorts?
0: No, they live in California. They can't afford this kind of stuff. Mortgage out head crazy. Said, I mean, cardboard's like Whoa, what? Hold on, twenty okay, bucks. On. You need a really for you know for daydream especially. Uh, you need a really good phone, and everybody there's like iPhone users, and they're not that good at phones. Mm. Just saying, just good saying. for basic functional. Yeah. not tasks, for daydream but, yeah. experience. And any c- c- cardboard sucks. All right, it just does. <laughs> daydream is like I think. Daydream is, like, maybe three-fourths of the way towards, like, a Vive and an Oculus. It's not quite there, especially since you don't have, like, the room scale. Like, if I try and lean to the side, it completely, you know, it follows your eyes. It doesn't, like, lean like you would in, like, a Vive or an Oculus. So, there's that aspect of it. But it's a really smooth experience, and and everybody was enjoying it. And I was surprised, because I I just brought it for my cousin, who's, I guess, kind of tech-savvy like I am. But then, like, everybody was playing on it. Mm. So... Them. they were all playing around the pool so like they're all like oh he's gonna push him in the pool and all that stuff it was just yeah i know like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you yeah, know daydream the whole family was having fun with it and next time i go out there i'm gonna bring keep talking and no one nobody explodes so i think that oh yeah a really good experience
1: with an actual printout yeah
0: i think that'd be yeah, really
1: cool that'd be fun stressful
0: oh yeah definitely that's what you want right? Yeah. yeah. The news. The news. All right, so our headliner, or whatever it's called, um, was this big showdown that G2A had with Gearbox. Now, before I get into it, because it is a lot, did you follow any of this news at all?
1: No, I don't remember what Gearbox was.
0: You don't know what Gearbox is? That the is a company? Yes. <laughs> okay. And G2A is that... What's G2A? G2A is a key reseller. Oh, who's, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. um, a lot of different... YouTubers and publications and developers have said, hey, they're selling like stolen keys and that's not cool. So, okay, so I'll, since you haven't heard anything, I'm just going to go through the whole thing. So stay with me. It's a lot. Gearbox and G2A had partnered up to release Bulletstorm Full Clip, the remastered version of Bulletstorm, which I don't know if you played, Chris, but I had a lot of fun with. Did, did you play Bullet Bulletstorm? Storm? Yeah.
1: I did not know. I never picked that up.
0: The Bulletstorm was cool. So, anyways. Gearbox partnered with G2A to sell Bulletstone full clip directly on the marketplace instead of like as a key reseller, which a lot of people were not happy about because of a lot of, well, G2A, like we said, has been like accused of selling stolen keys and haven't been exactly um, forward with developers and getting those removed and doing things like, hey, well, if you pay for our shield service, you know, we'll ensure that your keys aren't stolen. And they're like, well, I mean, that's like, that's like shakedown. Money. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. You know, you pay us, we'll make sure that you you don't have stuff sold illegally. And it's just, like, terrible. Because, ah, what developer was it? We had done the story on it before. Now, there was a developer who had, like, written this long essay, long-form essay about, like, hey, these guys stole our keys, or these guys got stolen key from us, sold it, and then would not, like, we told them, we proved them that they were stolen, and they wouldn't do anything about it. So, because of the partnership, um, YouTuber and Twitch streamer, Total Biscuit, who is someone that I watch a lot of videos of, said he was gonna boycott Gearbox for their decision to partner with G2A, which is respectful or respectful. It's his money, he can do whatever he wants. And if he wants to use it to protest G2A, hey man, I'm completely for it. Because from what I've seen with G2A, it's not it's not someone you want to be in bed with. Yeah. Anyways, Gearbox is like, huh, I wonder why we're getting all this hate. So they like bring in Total Biscuits, to like, hey, what's up, man? Why are you doing this? What's wrong with G2A? And Total Biscuit's like, Well, I got all this proof. And here's, here's, here's this, here's this from developers and all this other stuff that are like showing all these shady practices that G2A has. Well, Gearbox goes, and I'm, I was surprised about this. I was completely surprised by this. I thought that this would be like, oh, Gearbox is going to do it. And then that's like it. But Nope. Gearbox is like, hey, so we heard about all these shady things that you're doing G2A. So um, we're going to give you a list of four demands. And if you do not follow those four demands, we're just not going to sell Bulletstorm, which is amazing. G2A does not respond in time before, uh... Bulletstorm is going to be sold. So Gearbox pulls Bulletstorm from G2A. Then G2A released a statement that they're saying, hey, we already do all those things in the ultimatum. We don't know why you're like doing this to us. So let's go through the four pieces of the ultimatum. The first one is that Gearbox wanted G2A's shield service, which is the one I was talking about, where you have to pay to ensure that like, they double check your keys or whatever. Um, they want Gearbox wanted G2A to make that free for everybody. And G2A is like, I oh, mean, we already use it, but like, this is like an advanced service. And yeah. Oh, and then also, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but G2A has been like, um, what's the word? G2A has been kind of like hiding G2A Shield subscriptions in some of your purchases. So people would automatically enroll in Shield without being aware of it because of the way that it was set up on their website. Hmm. So, Gearbox said, hey, do this, and G2A is like, well, we already do that. So that's not something they're gonna change. And then um second demand was Gearbox wanted them to uh create like a API so that developers can um like search the um database for stolen keys. Which I mean, I don't know, that sounds fair. You wanna build these trusts for these developers, you give them the ability to search for stolen keys, and g2a is like. Well, if you can prove to us they're stolen, we'll take it down. Also, if you sign this G2A direct contract, then we'll do this all for you. So another in other words, if you don't pay us, then we're not gonna look for you. So oh, they're not gonna do that either. Um and then Gearbox wanted to uh, G2A to like set it up so that if sellers were pushing a mass quantity of your keys, then they would like flip a switch, to be like, hey, Let's check those keys and make sure that they're legit. And G2A's was pretty much saying, "Nah." And then the fourth one was like, um, "Hey, how about you take off the shield stuff, like as a hidden purchase on the payment system?" And G2A's like, "Well, we, we we're transparent; it's right there." So they didn't do it. But you know, I say good on Gearbox for uh, pulling out of this. But um. You should have done a little bit of research before they did this, right? I don't know. What are your thoughts on all this? I've been talking for a while. G2A just, just, I've only heard bad things about them,
1: <laughs> they're not, they don't have a very good reputation. So, I, um, yeah, I'm fine with Gearbox pulling out That That's not a sketchy company. Apparently, they're not very transparent either. So, it's, I, I think it's just cause of problems to do any kind of business with them.
0: And the problem, the problem with G2A is that they make a ton of money, you know, and. I don't know what percentage of their money comes from these fraudulent keys, but they do make a lot of money. And there is some use to G two A. Like I know people will like sell their old their humble keys that they're not going to use. They use G two A to sell that, and that would be like a legitimate way to use it. But then you have the issue with these stolen keys, and it's just very sketchy. And then you have all these. Well, if you pay us extra, we'll like make sure you don't have the stolen stuff. You know. And the other thing about G two A is they're such a massive company now, like. I don't know how much you watch Twitch, but, like, everybody's sponsored by G2A, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the Smite World Championship was sponsored by G2A, so there's G2A logos all over the place. It's just like, I I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, they have so much money, possibly because of all this stuff, and they're just able to, like, they're, they're just everywhere, man. I don't know.
1: Yeah, hopefully they can clean up their act, and with all this negative press, hopefully they'll trigger something and make them go in a better direction. But yeah, they're because they're in everything. It's they might also take the approach of why do we need to change? People love us, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll man, see.
0: everybody's sponsored by them, and they make a ton of money. So we'll, we'll see. Um, I thought it was interesting. I was listening to Total Biscuit talking about this because uh, some of his fans were like going after other developers that were selling keys on there or whatever. And it's just like, well, if they didn't sell their keys on there, then they would have gotten no money instead of like some money, you know. It's just mm-hmm. he's like, well, I, you know, I just wanted to bring it up to Gearbox. Gearbox is such a huge company that it would make a big impact if they'd done something. And they did. So good on them. Good on them. So our next story is CD Project Red attempted to copyright Cyberpunk. And people were not happy about that because Cyberpunk is kind of just one of those, you know, concepts. Like, what yeah. was it? What was it? Um, candy Crush? Didn't they try and get the word candy?
1: And do they and really?
0: People, I think so. And then they try to get mad about that. Or like, like the fine other... bros with React. Yeah. Like, yeah. stuff like that. And they're like, we want to protect our hard work, and we don't plan on using the trademark offensively. It's only a self-defense measure. So, you know, it's, it's one of those slippery slope things where, oh, well, we really trust CD Projekt Red because we like them as a company. But, I mean they own that copyright they to slam things down you know and cyberpunk i don't yeah. know i feel like cyberpunk's a concept and it's not like something you should be able to just
1: copyright yeah it's everywhere you like a fantasy subgenre. i mean it's like steampunk cyberpunk i mean it's everywhere you can't just slap that copyright everywhere as long as they don't abuse it i guess but you never know with those kind of corporations
0: i don't trust any companies <laughs> so that's where i stand on all this but I don't know. I haven't heard anything from it in the last week, so I don't know if they got the copyright in some sort of limited capacity or not, but we'll keep an eye out and if any news comes out on it, we'll report on it because that's what we do here. Next story.
1: All right, so next story is any game mode coming to Overwatch called Overwatch Uprising. This will be it actually started yesterday, April 11th, and it will go on to May 1st. So very short. So it's limited limited time gameplay kind of like uh Duncan Sands Revenge, which was a couple months ago. So in this game mode, it takes place seven years ago and it evolves around Tracer's first mission. It's a PvP or PvE map where you fight hordes of robots uh, like Bastions and uh, Orises and stuff like that. Not Orisa, but like like So is it like man versus machine
0: mode? Yeah. Team Fortress? You know, I never played that. But (laughs) essentially there's a
1: bunch of of waves of Enemies come down the alleys. So that it's based in King's Row, the, uh, the map. Oh, But yeah. it's like Warzone time, King's Row. So it's it's not like Dr. John Kienstein's Revenge, where you just stand in one place, just keep shooting at enemies that come towards you. You actually have to move through the map, which is pretty cool. And uh, obviously it comes with limited-time skins and spray paints and all that. And you get to see everyone in their Overwatch uniforms or their Blackwatch uniforms in the uh, case for the other characters. But it's pretty cool. And one thing I thought was really interesting is Reaper is this is pre-Reaper, so his voice isn't all jacked up and scary. It's actually he actually sounds like a normal person. And Widowmaker is doesn't have blue skin. It's flesh toned. Yeah,
0: I that. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. I might be dropping some money for chests, but you know early boxes.
0: You're actually oh. making me want to kind of skip out on the others and not place my and play some <laughs> Overwatch.
1: Yeah, it looks really good. I'd have to bring my mouse pad up here though. I need that giant mouse pad.
0: You are missing the most important detail of all of this is that um oh my god I'm blanking on the name. Ferris's father was confirmed. Whose father? Ferris. Oh really? You know, like people were like, oh, you know, it's Reinhardt or it's Soldier Seventy Six. It's a, uh, it's some random dude. Oh cool. All right. So nice. there you go. <laughs> Officially not any of their characters. Dang. Mm-hmm. But
1: those skins look amazing. I need them.
0: Yeah, I need to find those skins because uh...
1: I can't wait to play. <laughs> oh.
0: <clears throat> and you're missing the best highlight reel intro out of all the ones. Did you see the one? I, th- I sent it to you. The D.Va one?
1: No, I did, actually.
0: Ah, dude, go, go look at it. I'm not going to say anything. Go look at it. Oh, Diva you like highlight it? Right. Yeah, the new one?
1: Yeah,
0: I new I I've always been interested in waiting for them to do something like this so i, I definitely <laughs> want to play overwatch now this is saw the selfie yeah so that's she, awesome she jumps out of her exploding mech and then like takes a selfie with it and just looks so slick
1: that's awesome
0: and it might be my favorite highlight intro now so now i have to go get some chests so that i can get it even though i don't even play diva diva's amazing diva's oh, right. she
1: needs to be fixed a little bit but we'll see
0: is she just underpowered still they nerfed her
1: quite a bit. I'm not sure if they brought her up. I haven't played in a, about a month and a half, so I'm not sure if they updated her. But yeah, a lot of pros are complaining that she's kind of useless now.
0: Okay. Well. That's <laughs> they <were. laughs> All right. So uh, the last story before we bring the guest on for today is that Xbox is going to start offering refunds on digital products. So this kind of leaked to the preview program today. And so it pretty much looks like steam's policy where if you have two hours of gameplay or 14 days have passed since you're purchased then you can't refund but anything within that time limit whichever one they would hit first you can get refunds on which would be really cool and hmm that kind of falls in line with nazi zombie army if i decide to return
1: that <laughs> so two hours total gameplay or 14 days since purchase
0: yes oh wait did we play two hours of that we might have played two hours
1: Pretty sure <laughs> we did, fine.
0: yeah. <laughs> there you go. <get. laughs> that would have saved bucks. 10 uh, But yeah, that's cool. I've been wanting them to do this for a while. I definitely wanted them to do this when I bought... Actually, I didn't buy Ghost never mind. But this is cool. This will give me more confidence to try out a game, like say Mass Effect, and be like, yeah, I don't want this anymore. I actually might pick up Mass Effect now just to see.
1: So what is Steam's policy? Is it two hours?
0: It's two hours or 14 days. It's the same policy, so... Okay. I mean, that's, that's perfectly fine. I think... Well, it could be longer, but I think the worry about it, especially on Steam, is that you have like short experiences, and would people just refund it, if, it hit, if they finish it before two hours? I know there's a game that was an hour long that people were refunding and the developer was losing money on, so there are some people that are getting really screwed out of this, but... I don't know. Maybe a percentage of the campaign played, maybe that would be like a way to get a refund. I don't know. Hmm. Or you know, and then the other thing would be like actually I don't know. I can see but like uh
1: like EA finding a loophole and just saying, Oh yeah, we have a unskippable two hour cutscene that I have to watch.
0: <laughs> that seems like a konami thing to do. Yeah. Two hour cutscene before you start playing <laughs> and you're like, Oh wait, this game's garbage. Nope. Wait, why is it two D now? <laughs> You're playing Metal Gear Acid, but 2 <laughs> oh. so, I I don't know. Good for them. Yeah, uh, cool. I prefer Good this option. to not having it. So <laughs> yeah. anything's better. Yeah. It could be better, but anything's better than nothing. Today we have a special guest because he said that he would return if we ever got news of the Scorpio. And we did. A former member of the MMG podcast crew, AJ, a.k.a. Yatna. What's up, dude?
2: Hey, what's going on, y'all? Hello, listeners. Your boy is back. <laughs> man i'm hyped because microsoft put out the beast they put out the specs man and, and i told the group i was like because you know i'm hard i'm pretty pro console so when the when everything hit i was like man you guys gotta bring me on the podcast so i can you know talk up the scorpio for all the listeners and just you know get everybody hyped man because it's uh it's gonna be a great year for consoles For xbox console players well, there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we can talk about it later, but I think this is good for everybody. So, I'll just run down the specs real quick and kind of compare it to how the Xbox One looked. So, the Project Scorpio will be having... We'll have... Dang! Chris! Dang there. that train! Oh, train. Chris is outside right next to the train yard. was <laughs> about to run away from home, but then he changed his mind last minute. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. A.J., we're all going to play Overwatch after this.
2: What? What's going on? I actually want to need... play some smite. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Let's no. play some I... smite. <laughs> on then, might as
0: well. I I want that new diva. Uh, yeah, uh highlighted intro. Looks cool.
2: Well, I think these listeners already know how to a lot of Overwatch <laughs> hasn't changed. But have you seen? Have you even tried it since the controls got fixed? I have not tried it since the controls got fixed. Give it at least
1: a go. But they I'm not sure if you saw in the news, but they uh, put in a PVE mode temporarily. I'm a
2: fan of PVE. Yeah.
1: So pick any character, any four characters, run through the map fighting hordes of robots.
2: Hmm. Okay. I'm a big fan of PVE. Yep. I
0: have to redownload it then on the Xbox.
2: I saw that new Splatoon game it has a PVE mode now. And I was like, huh, that actually looks kind of cool.
0: Interesting. I didn't hear about that. I just got the release dates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that that train seems to have passed, I can still hear it, the... but yeah. So you can't hear it. I can hear it a little bit. Okay. All right. So (laughs) that was a long project Scorpio versus Xbox one. So the Scorpio will have eight custom X86 cores clocking in at 2.3 gigs. While the Xbox one had eight custom Jaguar cores clocking in at 1.75. So it seems like they're going from, what would that be? 32 to X84. And then you're getting a pretty good, off on the CPU speed, so now it'll run faster. Yep. Um, the GPU has 40 customized compute units at 1172 megahertz, and the Xbox One had 12 GCN compute units at 853 megahertz. while the Xbox One S had 914 MHz. That is all gibberish to me. I don't know what any of that means,
1: but it's more numbers. More numbers means more power, I guess? Prob- probably. <laughs> uh,
0: memory Xbox Scorpio is getting an upgrade. They're oh boy, that 12 memory. gigs of RAM God with damn. GDDR5. That's a monster. While the Xbox One had 8 gigs of DDR3 RAM. Jesus Christ. So that is a huge boost in mm. RAM. The memory bandwidth, because of the upgrade to DDR5, goes up to 326 gigabits, gigabytes, gigabytes. While the Xbox One had 68 gigabytes, going all the way up to 204 gigabytes. The hard drive for the Scorpio will be one terabyte, two and a half inch, while the Xbox one went anywhere from 500 to two, so, was the, is the hard drive getting upgraded too? Do you know if it's half solid, half hard drive, or is it a hard drive?
2: I don't, I don't, I don't know specifically what it is, but I, I think it is getting an upgrade.
0: Okay.
1: Yep. I just heard that it wasn't straight up solid state, but it could be a hybrid.
2: Yeah, I think it might be a hybrid.
0: Okay. And then the optical drive, will be getting 4K UHD Blu-ray. The Xbox One had Blu-ray, and the Xbox One S also had the 4K UHD. So I guess before we get into that, compare it to the PS4 Pro as well. The Scorpio will have 0.2 gigahertz faster CPU, 40 more, four more computer's compute units, four more gigs of RAM, um, an extra 108 yes. GB. Giga- Bytes of (laughs) memory bandwidth and the PS4, the biggest difference I think is that it doesn't have the 4K UHD Blu ray. All right, so make
2: sure you talk about that T-flop difference because that shit is ridiculous, man. We're going to be talking about
0: so the T-flop difference isn't on it's a six teraflops for the Xbox Scorpio
1: and 4.2 teraflops for PS4 Pro. Damn, that could be a lot. I'm not sure how much that
0: is, but seems like a lot,
2: it's pretty substantial.
0: From what I read, it's like hard to compare teraflops, but I mean, better numbers means better. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to turn the mic over to AJ for like the next 30 minutes. so We can just gush about <laughs> the Xbox One S and then we'll come back and we'll have a discussion on it.
2: Yeah, man. So first of all, I appreciate you inviting me on. But goddamn, man,
0: Xbox Scorpio.
2: First of all, man, you got to you got to give a round of applause to Microsoft, right? Because, you know what? Last year, E3, they came out and they're like, yeah, guess what? we're going to build this beast of a console. It's going to have all this shit and it's just wait till next year. And everyone's like, ah, bullshit. It's not going to do all that. And they come and then really they over deliver. Like, I don't think anyone was expecting like all the, what we were getting. Plus some of those other features that we'll probably touch on at some point later on in the conversation. But man, it's like, I'm hyped, dude. Like I, I can't fucking wait. You know, I got my 4k TV ready like, I'm ready for 4K gaming. I've already experienced, you know, 4K media, like, movies and TV. And, like, it's it's, it's, a, it's amazing. Like, I sit there and I watch these Netflix originals. And, like, there's scenes where I'm just, like, I, I can't fucking believe it's this clear. Like, it, it blows my mind. So, I'm sitting there watching uh, the show. It's, like, 13 Reasons, to, 13 Reasons Why on Netflix, the Ultra HD 4K. I'm just, like, looking at that, how crystal clear the visuals are. And I'm, like, I can't even fathom playing a video game <laughs> at this same quality. Like it is gonna be ridiculous, man. And then uh, you know, the the great thing is it's this this console was, you know, custom fine tuned. Like Microsoft looked at how games were actually running on the Xbox One and One S. It was like all right, this is how they're running. How can we build a system where we can just basically take that and just fucking run it and just improve the shit out of it. And uh that's that's what they did. And uh, like you know, before people were wondering if you know the the whole f- true 4K 4K assets thing was real. Like, can they really achieve this? Is 4K 60 really a reality? And like, bam, they they drop this. And they what's so what's so badass about Microsoft? and This is so cool. Is you know they went to Digital Foundry, which the you know the, the guys that do all these comparisons that you know kind of shit on Xbox. You know, from the from the perspective of comparing it to PS4 and it's the weaker of the two. And basically, the shit on it, right? Like, uh, it's only running at this resolution, this this frame rate. So, like, all right, we're gonna go to these guys who look at all these numbers, and you know, it. You know, they. I went. I guess I wouldn't say shit on it, but you know, they they put it out there, letting letting everyone know Xbox One's weaker. We're gonna send it to these guys so they can take a look at it. They can give us the hard truth. And they come and they're like, yeah, uh, Xbox Scorpio is pretty badass. Um, so I think it was cool that they, you know, use that avenue to deliver. You know, basically going to someone who delivers these hard facts about PS4 runs it harder, PS4 Pro, all that good stuff. It's like, let's give it to these guys. So when people see that these guys are saying it's a beast, yeah, this is no fucking joke. Um, but yeah, man, so I, I don't know how you guys to run this. Like, I don't know if you want to dive into the other features, man, uh, that the Xbox Scorpio is bringing, but, like, I, I just can't wait, man. Like, this has me so excited. And, you know, one one big Thing that I always say, especially with consoles, man, is they can they can optimize the hell out of it. So you know we look at the turn the Turn 10 Studios how they said they took the Forza Apex um, version and they did ultra settings, dropped it on on the Scorpio, put that bitch at 4K 60, and didn't even drop a frame. Um, and that was with that was without doing any fine tuning. Uh, so when we start seeing these like super optimized games, like. It's, it's gonna be mind blowing, and then like not Rise to mention, 2. what's that?
1: Like Rise Two, if that ever comes out.
2: Uh, man, dude, let me tell you, man. Like, I know it's not gonna happen, but it's like a dream <laughs> of mine that at E3 <laughs> this year they're like, all right, we're about to show you literally the ultimate showcase. Like, this is literally the best looking game that's ever been created, and bam, it's like Rise Two. Cause, like, you know, Rise was the go-to game when when like next gen was coming out. Like, whenever I would talk to someone, be like this is why you need to the, the get an gen system. Like rise is my go-to game to show them like the power, right? Like, look at this shit. Like, look at the animations, look at the texture quality. And, uh, and that game still holds up, you know, Chris and I, uh, we played it, what, just this, just this past week. Yep. Uh, and it looks amazing. Like if, if you went to a person and told them this game is four years old, you wouldn't, even, you wouldn't even be able to really fully tell. Um,
1: yeah, I was actually telling Matt that right before he got on and saying, uh, if, you, if that was released now, I wouldn't question it. I'd be like, yeah, it's a modern game. I wouldn't say, yeah, that's old. This looks like garbage or anything. Yep, exactly. It, it holds its own. Even so this we day. could
2: somehow get a Rise 2, man, to really show off, like, to really flex the Scorpio muscle and be like, yeah, this is this is true power. Like, this is running it. Like, that, that would be amazing. I, I would love a Rise 2. I know it's not going to happen, but, like, if I'd almost probably faint if they like came on with the rise logo and some that epic music. And then all of a sudden we see some just ridiculous 4k-ness and I'm just like, Oh my, I'm like, I'm freaking out. Uh, I already plan on taking off work, so I won't be in the office (laughs) or anything. But uh, like, I just can't wait to see games running on this thing, man. It's going to be insane. Like I'm going to lose my shit. Like every time I play a game, I'm just going to, it's probably going to be one of the situations where we start playing the game. You don't even do anything. You just stand there and you're just amazed at how good it looks I can see that happening a lot once I get the Scorpio and I start playing all these these 4K games. But yeah, man, I'm I'm hype. This is this is incredible. This is pushing the boundaries of console. And like and then what get what gets me thinking is like, okay, this is a you know, a mid generation upgrade. And then that's a whole nother debate, right? Of whether we'll even see the traditional cycles anymore, if it'll just be like continual upgrades. But just the idea that this machine is coming out, and then like that means that after that you can only get more ridiculous, you know. So, uh, this is insane. Yeah, man, this is this is crazy. So, Matt, I don't know if you want to if you want to dive into the other features that make this thing so freaking insane for a console. We can get into those too, man.
0: So, I think uh, the one. Well, we can get into what I don't. I don't actually know what you're talking about. But um, something I did forget to mention is that I think my favorite thing about Scorpio is that the, a big focus that they're going to have with this is going to be optimizing the crap out of DX12. Yep. Which means that Windows games will probably run better on my computer because, you know, I use DX12. So, like, I'll have that. It'll show better performance on my on my side of things is what I'm hoping. So my initial reaction when I saw all this was like, oh, well, I mean, the computer, my, my computer, I mean, oh, oh. because the specs for this thing are are kind of stupid. Because, <laughs> like, it's, it's so crazy. <laughs> Because I would never have thought I would see this in a console, especially right. a like mid-generation upgrade console. Like the difference between this and the and the Xbox One, even the PS4 Pro, is astounding. Yep. And you know, the first couple days I was just like, I was kind of mad because you and Richie were just discussing so hard about it, and like, oh screw PCs, console race, and all this <laughs> stuff. And I was actually getting like mad about it. I was like, well, argh, PCs, yep. PCs. But as I was sitting there thinking about it, I was like, well, games that are going to be kind of pushing towards that. Scorpio level are just going to make my PC games run better and look better because it will have that extra optimization at the top end, you know, instead of optimizing the Xbox one end and just kind of having like, well, if you have a strong enough PC, you can just bulldoze through your specs. But um, with the Scorpio now getting that extra optimization, I think games will run better on my PC because like near the beautiful looking game. But man, that does not run smooth on my PC, and I I think mm-hmm. I need to turn on some settings because I think you know it's just too high of settings. I did. It's, it's cool as yeah. you bring
2: up the DX12 because uh, I don't know exactly how DX12 works, but one thing really I do know is that the Scorpio is like they actually built some some of the like computational processes like into the fucking hardware itself, so it actually takes some of the load off of like the CPU and the GPU, and they have like a some other sort of like hardware specific destination that DX12 like pro- like process take place to take load off of everything else. Like, that's pretty insane. I don't know exactly what that means, but apparently it's just going to make shit run even better.
0: Yeah, which, like I said, I, I think that's good for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. All consoles, and especially Xbox and PC, because uh, it runs better at the higher rates, then I'll yep. uh, hopefully see some better uh, computations or whatever. <laughs> uh, I want better stuff. And I think this is a pathway for developers to make better stuff. For sure.
1: Yeah, and uh, just because Scorpio pretty much blows the PS4 Pro out of the water, hopefully that will get someone in the ps or the Sony department to say, whoa, hold up, we're falling behind here, and actually start stepping their game up, because they, I think they've become complacent lately.
0: And, I, am, I can definitely see that. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of
1: plateaued. They haven't grown very much in the past year or so. so. Yeah. Hopefully this will spark some more competition and be good for gamers all around.
2: Yeah man I think that, I think it's definitely going to because oh man I love it. This is, I got I got to tell you guys this story cuz this <laughs> literally just happened it just happened today and I felt so good like oh man I felt so good. So I actually had a conversation with someone in the office uh, regarding video games. Now this guy is not like a super hardcore gamer. I think he's somewhere in between casual and hardcore, right? He's kind of like in the middle. So we were talking about uh, Battlefront, because they had just th- that new Battlefront 2 trailer leaked. We were discussing it, and he's like, Oh, what system do you play on? I was like, Oh, I play on the Xbox. He's like, Oh, man. Sorry, you play on that inferior system. I play on PS4. And I'm like, Ha! <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, not for much longer, buddy. I was like, I got the Scorpion coming out this year. You can't say that shit anymore after that drops. You know, I felt, and man, it felt so good to say that, man. Like, I'm just so excited that, like, Microsoft is, you know, getting back on top. You know, like, 360 was was dominant, like that was the better machine to make games for and like that sort of thing. So like now we're getting back to you wanna if you wanna play shit that looks the best and you know runs the best. As far as multi plat is concerned, like yeah, you need to come to Microsoft for that. You know, that that feeling is just gonna be awesome to finally be able to like have those table turns. And I'm curious to see like what what's gonna happen next. Like especially for all the people that might have gone Playstation just for the sake of the well, the multi-plats will look better, so screw it. I'm gonna get a PlayStation, you know. So now, what happens and what's gonna happen to those people? It's like, well, damn. Like, I can't get true native 4K my PS PS4 Pro when I play Call of Duty. So I guess I gotta get a Scorpio, you know. Like, it's gonna be interesting, man. It's a whole, it's gonna be a crazy dynamic. And I'm and I'm glad. I'm I'm just happy that Microsoft is, you know, turning these tables. It's all thanks to Phil Spencer. Like, if it wasn't for Phil, Phil Spencer, we wouldn't be here. I I just wish that he was there from the beginning, but. Maybe that without the without the lag, maybe there wouldn't have been this hunger and this drive. Because even like from a platform like OS perspective, like Microsoft updates the hell out of the OS. Like always adding new features. They have a, you know, a feedback board that they actually listen to, and they actually pick you know the top requested things and put those into the, into the uh, OS. And like like man, if you like if you want an example of a company that fucking listens and does things for the customers, like. Look at the Xbox team, man. Like, there's just no better example of a of a team that's like, "What do our customers want? All right, let's fucking deliver." And they've like they've succeeded that the past two years. It's been ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I um, yeah, PS4, man. It's gonna be interesting how they respond to all this. And like you were saying, I think being on that back foot really make them go, "Okay, so what do we need to do?" and. Yeah, I don't know. This will be really interesting. I think the Scorpio will be good for. I really hope it does well. I really hope it does well. And I hope we get some games that are focused in that direction of pushing the Scorpio. And maybe the original Xbox One will be, which will be such an. I wonder. Okay, what is it going to be called, AJ? What do you think it's going to be called? Um, man, <laughs> to be honest, i
2: would be cool if it was called Scorpio. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I saw those rumors of Xbox One X. I'd be cool with that. I kind of hate that they released an Xbox One Elite because that would have been like the perfect name. Um, if they didn't release that unit, uh, they could have used that. But I, man, I honestly don't know. It's and it, They can't go Pro because that'd be, that's you already got PS4 Pro. It's It might be the X, man. Maybe whoever, whoever said that, whether it was fake or not, like a letter could be like the way to go. Cause especially if you think about the fact that they have the Xbox One S. Like, I could see them being like, all right, let's keep that same, like, letter theme. This is the Xbox One, you know, X. Like, I don't know what the X stands for. I guess ex- you could say extreme or some <laughs> X- shit.
0: But, extreme. Yeah, ex- X- X- Xbox One Extreme. X-Cover.
2: Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'd be cool with Xbox One X. I, I, to be completely honest, though, I don't give a shit what it's called. Like, with what's, with what's coming, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it, <laughs> like, you know Xbox One penis for all I care, and like I'm still buying it as long as it's running 4K 60, and you know all the other juicy tidbits. Like I'm cool. Microsoft call what you want, man. I'm buying it. Xbox Spencer,
0: there There you go. go.
2: You got to man. Like Phil Spencer's the man, bro. That's that's like one of my favorite like execs when it comes to like any business really. He's he's the go to guy. I'll never forget. uh, He sent out this tweet. This is earlier this year. I think it was earlier this year, uh, someone tweeted him, and uh, they asked, when can we pre-order the Scorpio? And this is how much of a boss he is, and I'm sure it's because he was just super confident. He was like, uh, you shouldn't pre-order until you see any games. And I'm just like, now that that's a leader, man. That's a beast. That's a boss. Like, this guy is, you know, basically saying what everyone else always says, right? Like, stop pre-ordering shit. Like, wait for the games, you know? And here you go having, this is the head of freaking xbox that's telling this guy yeah don't pre-order our product just yet you need to see the games to make sure that you that that it's what you want and that to me you know this is all this is well before anything scorpio was revealed or leaked that to me like at that point i was like oh they're bringing some heat like for him to say something that with that much confidence like this thing is going to be ridiculous and like here it is and it's a freaking monster
0: and the last question that i have for you price We've talked about it a few few times on the podcast. I've had some different ideas about it. I'm just curious what you think the price of this will be. One more thing, before we go to price, there's one more thing. Okay. Okay. There's one other feature
2: that I gotta get out there because it's it's ridiculous that a console has this. And that's that it has the HDMI 2.1 that supports uh, FreeSync 2. So the Scorpio will support AMD FreeSync 2 for all people who have FreeSync monitors, including you, Matt. This is freaking insane. And I looked it up today. And, you know, I don't know if FreeSeq 2 is actually out yet, but it will support that. And what's so freaking beast about that is that with the FreeSeq 2, uh, and I might not be using terminology right, but I guess it's like a higher like bandwidth, essentially. And so you can get, uh, you know, 4K with HDR and the wide color gamut, as well as the Free Seek, the FreeSeq te- technology on this HDMI hmm. uh, 2.1 cord. So that is freaking insane that Scorpio will support FreeSync 2. What did you think about that, Matt, when you heard that?
0: I thought that was pretty insane, because one, I didn't even know FreeSync 2 was a thing yet, but I, I also think it's really, I mean, I'm definitely down with having a console that has that uh, FreeSync capability with it. The, the, the question that I have for it is that how many people who have a Scorpio are going to hook it up to a monitor, because it seems, I don't know, it, I, I would feel like Xboxes are like living on type of thing, but a sync monitor It's more of a desktop thing you know so i wonder how because I, like my setup i have my console hooked up to my living room mm-hmm. tv or my den tv and my monitor but i wonder how many how much use will that get because scorpio users are going to be like your top tier xbox users and then also those that have a sync monitor that they're going to hook up to i think that's an even smaller cut of a big or a tiny cut already but hey why not <laughs> more is always better
2: right and this is why Microsoft is so badass. So from what I read, uh, TVs, like actual, you know, in- living room TVs will actually start to introduce the free seat technology starting sometime uh, potentially next year. So this is Microsoft kind of fu- future-proofing themselves, saying, okay, this technology is on the rise. It seems like, you know, and I'm sure they have that in- that insider knowledge, right? It looks like TVs will get this technology pretty soon. Let's go ahead and bake this into the Scorpio. So that you know we're basically covering all our bases and you know
0: future-proofing the console like that is freaking incredible, which I also think is a really smart move. I completely for (laughs) it. Yep. All right, real quick, price because I want to get through the rest of this podcast pretty quickly. Price, what do you think?
2: I'm sticking to 4.99, man. Uh, They can't price it too high. They gotta. It's got to be a competitive price. You know, it's gonna be. It's coming out holiday season. They gotta make all the people want to buy it, whether it be family members, moms, whatever, like it's got to be somewhat affordable and it's got to be competitive against PS4 pro, even though it's stronger. Like, you know, there might be consumers that don't really recognize that. So I think I'm betting four ninety nine, man, I, I think that's where it's going to, that's what's going to land it.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. I don't know. Chris, what do you think for price? I'm thinking either 500 or 550, okay. uh, but I can't, see them go into much higher than five hundred. I mean that's what the original Xbox One original Xbox One launched at. And it just if it's anything more than that, I think it can just deteriorates a lot of people and minimize the user base. So I don't think Xbox or Microsoft can take that kind of hit. So if they mm-hmm. take some uh take a hit themselves and get this out in the world, it'll start to pay for itself.
0: So I did some numbers of the Xbox One or the Scorpio is supposed to be like 40 percent better than an xbox one and i think that price came out to like 530 so i'm thinking i I thought 549 would be a fair price for it but that's such an ugly number (laughs) i think 499 (laughs) is a good point from the start that's the way to go but i wouldn't be surprised if it was 599 i just think having it at like 550 is just weird but just a couple more things for listeners check it out scorpio
2: it's gonna support 4K 60 game DVR. So for all you people who like recording clips from okay. Xbox, 4K. Listen, this, this is insane. All right, this is this makes no sense. 4K 60 game DVR. It's gonna use some new, uh, like uh, advanced uh, AMD codec for this recording, so that in your game DVR you can do uh frame by frame on your recordings to capture screenshots from these recordings. Um, it's gonna have the Dolby Atmos. Uh. And this, I think they're actually going to upgrade the firmware for the older Xbox ones as well for the Dolby Atmos, like stereo, uh, surround, uh, custom built. They they got like customized silicone in this thing to run high, you know, high bandwidth between CPU GPU. Is actually developed by Microsoft engineer. They named it after this guy. It's like the Havix system or some some shit like that. Like this thing is insane. Uh, the developers are getting uh, d- uh, dev kits like uh, I think this month or next month or something like that. Um, You know, holiday 2017 release. It's going to be a beast. 4K60 is a reality. It's here for consoles. One more thing that just came out today as well. Apparently, Microsoft is partnering with AMD to deliver uh, deliver VR on the Scorpio as well. So I'm thinking that at E3, we're going to see some sort of VR demonstration. I don't know if it's going to be Uh, A a new headset that we've never seen before or if this is going to be oculus or vive. I don't know, but it has been uh, Confirmed that they're partnering with AMD to deliver high fidelity VR on the freaking console. They've got the power to do it and This is just incredible like I'm speechless. It's it's amazing. This thing's everything I'd ever want (laughs) Like everything I'd want a Scorpio to be it's that and more like this is unbelievable.
0: I just need a toaster attachment and then it's perfect. <laughs> and it might Some have that. You never know. They're, they're oh, that's gonna, true. Right, someone, make, someone
2: make that ex- accessory, man. The Scorpio accessories.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, AJ, for coming and joining us. I assume the next time that we're going to see you is Microsoft Press Conference. Oh, you better believe it. So, for our <laughs> listeners,
2: I'll be back. And maybe even before, if they have an event before, which they, they kind oh, of taught, they they've told the idea of doing like a hardware reveal so that E3 can be just about the game's um, so there's a possibility of that. Just know that anything Microsoft big that's dropping because I mean, everyone knows I'm that Microsoft's my company, man. Like, I rock with Microsoft, man. I'm, I'm an Xbox fan all day, well, always, always will be. But anything big coming out, you'll, I'll be guests on the podcast. Thank you, Chris and Matt, for inviting me back on here. This is awesome. Um, and just go consoles. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> all right, I'll just leave it like that for today. All right, thanks, AJ. All right, y'all. All right, all right, so. Chris, we got uh, release dates and Daydream to get through, real quick. The uh, Scorpio section took longer than I assumed it would, so we'll just run through these release dates. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. Okay, so Nintendo had a big event today. I did not get a chance to watch it, but I guess the highlights for that were ARMS and then AJ had so' some Splatoon stuff. But the biggest thing, for me at least, is that they put out a bunch of different release dates for Switch games. So I'm just going to run through the list and we'll talk about it. So... I Puyo, thought you were going say the
1: biggest thing for you is Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> well, okay, I no right. Right. Cool
0: game, I guess. I maybe out of this list, uh, maybe Puyo Puyo Tetris will be out on April 25th with a demo that will be out today. The Minecraft Nintendo Switch edition will be May 11th. This Gaia is that how you pronounce that? Mm-hmm. Will be coming out on May 23rd with a demo coming out soon. Ultra Street Fighter II: The, ult- the Final Challengers will be May 26th. Arms June, June sixteenth. Splatoon two July twenty first, Fate slash Estella. I've actually never known how to pronounce that. Fate is a Fate slash. Fate, I don't know. Fate slash Estella July twenty fifth. Sonic more Sonic Mania, Cine Mora X, Project Mekuru, and Namco Museum are all aiming for summer. And Ubisoft will be bringing some form of Monopoly to the Switch in the fall. And Payday Two will be coming out in 2017. Any of those releases pique your interest, or might get you to buy a Nintendo Switch?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. I mean, Popo and Tetris, uh, and Popo is basically like beat jeweled, So, oh, nice. I mean, it's fun to play. I, I think it's more suited as a like a mobile game. Honestly, yeah, I agree. But, hey. Maybe if it's a uh, five bucks on the Switch, maybe I'll pick it up if I had a Switch. But nothing it will really convince me to get that from this.
0: Yeah, the uh, Fate slash games are interesting. I need to get the first one, Fate Stay Night.
1: Yeah, but... I just do watch the anime. There's well, a couple series on that. So,
0: okay, so I've I've looked into what you're supposed to do with it because it's complicated. Okay. <laughs> the first thing you should do is play the original game, which you can only get in Japanese, and mm. you can't actually buy anymore. So you have to like oh you know find a website that uh has a version of it you know what i mean, yeah, you know what not, I
1: mean? not endorsing anything but you know no no i definitely didn't no. try
0: to install it and then all my antiviruses popped up no that didn't <laughs> happen at all no no, no 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 of course not but um that's the way to go because like the anime from what i read isn't very good and then they released a new one that's kind of like a spoiler for like the third the third storyline, so it's really confusing. So I might even just I don't know. I might even just watch fate stay Zero. I don't even know this is the same series. We're way off track. Anyways <laughs> uh the biggest release date that I saw, Warriors All Stars, was announced for the stateside, August twenty ninth for PC and PS4. That's the I think it's is it koei Tecmo? Like Dynasty Warriors style game with all those different characters. Oh right, yeah. Let's see. Blah 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 blah. Yep, this is the one with Ryu Hayabusa, Kasumi, and Marie Rose. The guy from Neo, Neo, and someone from Atelier Sophie, which I think we talked about before on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Japanese version is called Muso Stars. In America, it's called Warrior All Stars. Okay. So that's why it was. That's why you were confused. Why did they just call it Muso Stars?
1: no idea oh um one more i think it was also announced in the nintendo event uh pikmin for 3ds is coming out on july 28th okay
0: like like full pikmin 3
1: like an actual pikmin game um is it pikmin 3 pikmin 3ds is what it's called okay maybe huh. no i don't think a name actually came out
0: i think that game's perfect for the 3ds but i don't know yeah i only play the first one all right so daydream minute I'm still working on new music, but, um, so my daydream game of the week this week was a game called Wonderglade, which was a really interesting game. Actually, let me load it up because, uh, I want to remember what the games are. So Wonderglade is essentially this like carnival, uh, theme park kind of thing, but it has like five or six different, um, like mini games that you can do. So like one of the mini games, like a basketball mini game where you use a controller to like throw basketballs. There's another one that's kind of like fruit ninja. But you know, you're using this the, um, controller to slice things. So I thought it was really cool, and I wanted to try it out mostly because it was free, but also as a kind of way to be like, oh, let me just like I showed my family here. Just try out this little game and you know, see if you like VR. I thought it was a really nice way to kind of introduce people to it. So let's see. So the game's in here. There's one called Bistro Bath which uh, looks like you have a hammer and you smash fruits on a table. Hamster Hoops, which is the basketball game. Tindertown, where you have a fire hose and you're putting out fires in a town. So that was sh- kind of a shooter, I guess. Magic, Magic Mayhem, which is like the uh, or the Fruit Ninja game I was talking about. Tip and Tilt Racing, where you, have, like, you control like a ball and you're like, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're called. But like, you're moving the entire table to move the ball around into the different holes. There's a mini golf game, which wasn't terrible. That was That was a real surprise and yeah so there you go wonderglade check it out it's free why not and i had a lot of fun with it
1: it's only for daydream
0: yep as far as i know it's only for daydream cool so one day i'll get a pixel i'm telling you man well you could always just wait there's gonna be more phones coming out this year for that kind of stuff
1: yeah a new pixel is coming out in octoberish i believe
0: probably that sounds right and then that um zen phone a or yeah, 10 yeah, AR is coming out, and that thing's gonna be a beast. Probably like nine hundred yeah. bucks. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, so we'll just get straight into prospects of the week as soon as Chris's uh train gets by again. Sheesh!
1: I never notice how often a train goes by until we start <laughs> recording. <laughs> how long it takes for it to go away?
0: Yeah. Uh, do, nope, do, nope, so do, there. There. Yep, I know. Oh Another that's, that's weird sound effect. Speaking of sound effects, I need to get I need to make some sound effects for my soundboard. So I have like I don't know. So I can play drops and stuff like that. <laughs> that'd be cool. I maybe I'll take something AJ said today and like use it as a drop. God, that train, Chris.
1: Hey, it's going away. It's going away. Can't quad. That'd be cool if you have a soundboard, uh, some even if we say like a joke or something, you hit a button, cast some music go to it. That'd be pretty cool. Kind of like a sitcom.
0: Or, yeah, or like, I, I don't know, like, I can't even <laughs> I think of any right like now. a Let's, laughing track in there. Or like just quotes that we say, like a lot of other podcasts I, I hear use that, so one of these days I'll... Yeah, run it, run run it, it, run it, run, run, run it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll do something like that. Is the train gone? May I talk now? You may talk. Okay. So, Prospects of the Week is where we talk about what games or whatever we'll be up to in the following week. I'll start us off. I will be continuing to play near. I'm not going to stop playing here until I until I beat it. At least the 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 third ending.
1: So, are you do you think you're going to go to
0: 100%? I am probably going to beat the third ending and then do the secret ending so I can see the true ending, and then I'll take a break and then I'll come back to 100%. I, I, this is a game I could definitely see myself 100%ing cuz I could pick it up, play it for like 10 minutes and be like done. But um, I, I'm definitely going to need a break after this because like, there's a lot of other games I've been wanting to play and I just have not been able to because I like have this drive to finish near and play Smite, but whatever. Um, I will be occasionally playing Dark Souls 3 because I really want to get to the Ring City before I get spoiled on anything there. So that'll be something I'm driving on probably close to the afternoon of Nier. Um, it seems like we might be picking up Diablo 3 in that Xbox Spring Sale. So that'll be a fun game to go through. We played it on PC a while back, but we didn't finish it. So it'll be interesting to try it out with different characters now. And then the newest Humble Bundle monthly came out last week and had a game in there called Event Zero, which looks like a space adventure game where you're like making friends with the AI. And that looks really cool. So that might be something i check out if I can beat near Dark Souls 3, and Diablo 3 in the next week. That's tough. (laughs) That's that's tough. All right, Chris, what are you going to be up to?
1: Alright, so I'll be finishing Corpse Party. I'm almost done with that, so I want to wrap that up and possibly go to the next Corpse Party game, or maybe I'll sidetrack and uh, go to Persona 4. We'll see. Depends on what I'm feeling. Also, I'll probably play some Dark Souls 1. We were talking about that today. Interesting. Uh, I saw a meme on Reddit about Dark Souls and Gwyn and his storyline and all that, and it made me want to play some Dark Souls 1, so
0: okay, I'm hold like, on, stop. check that stop. out. You so. have to be Dark Souls 3 so that we can even talk about it. Did you beat Dark Souls Three? You know, I I'm stuck at one boss. Um, the same boss. You need the to beat same that boss. boss. It's fine. Just summon somebody in Just give up. I can't. Not Why? the final boss. I know. Not the final boss. You, you can't, can't summon, summon anyone.
1: Me. Nope. You can't. Are you sure? Yep. The first half Dang. of the boss totally easy because you know I'm lightning and that's a weakness. But <laughs> the other half, I just cannot get that guy because he like one hits me.
0: All right. Here's what you do: respec your character completely. Number one, number two, part this blood ring. I think that's the one where you get extra dodge frames. Mm-hmm. That saved me so much in that fight. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I got those extra dodge frames, I could be a little bit more lax. Because I think doing that entire fight with the regular dodge frames is just very mm-hmm. stressful. But having that extra time or that extra few frames to dodge really helped. But you might have to grind a bit so you can make sure you don't actually get one hit because. I had enough health where I could get hit once, get out, heal, and then go back in the fight. So I had essentially, like, what, 15 hits by the time I got to that second part, so...
1: Yeah, I need to, like, respect to strength build or something, because
0: I like doing faith builds, just because
1: I like miracles and they're fun. But they do not help very much in boss fights, so... is another there sword a that strength? you can
0: get, like, uh, I don't know, the Astoria straight sword, I think, like, scale to faith?
1: Um, I think it scales to faith, but I'm not sure how much it actually scales. Okay. I'm not sure if it's worth it or not.
0: If the faith's uh... really
1: high, I might, I might check it out. Wait, a sword, a straight sword is that the one that Honory has? I believe so. Oh, no. Yes. I might be so that's wrong. New Game Plus, that's, then?
0: Is that New Game Plus?
1: Unless you just don't care about this that quest. Oh. I don't, I'm not going for that ending anyway, so
0: <laughs> maybe I'll just uh, go for it. Yeah, just, get, just beat the game first, Chris, and then you can worry about the other stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm going Gosh. for the, uh, the Firekeeper ending right now, so. All right, yeah, maybe I'll just do that. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? All right, and uh, other than that, so I guess I'm playing Dark Souls 3, too. And <laughs> also uh, Overwatch Uprising, because that looks awesome. I'll be playing oh, that as well.
0: Part of me wants to just ditch everybody else who's about to hop on smite and just like play overwatch
1: <laughs> Yep.
0: At, at least at least unlock my chest because i think you get a free loot chest for this right mm-hmm. i, I might just go open my chest and then join everybody yeah we'll see but uh, remember to check out check us out in the description, the links on how to find us we are on Twitter, YouTube, and please leave us a review on iTunes. I actually haven't checked the iTunes in a while, so maybe I shouldn't do that I one. haven't looked at iTunes in years. I mean, like, I haven't looked at our iTunes, but whatever. And that's our Puyo Puyo. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to, this, uh, listening to us today. My name is Matt, and I'm in an a legal tea. You're what? An illegal key.
1: An illegal key? I don't know what that is a reference to. Oh!
0: G2A. G2A,
1: okay. I think like a skeleton key. Maybe. I'm Chris, and I am traversing a haunted school.
0: We're Mad Mega Gaming, and we are Mad Mega About Gaming. While Xbox, Warpedal, and
1: Microsoft and Jimbo's making leaps and bounds, you still cannot change your PSN
0: username for sony come on guys